I'm Adrian. Uh, it's been been a little bit since I've been to Brigham City, but uh, you know Brigham City does have a, a really uh, a place in 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 my heart and in my family's heart. Several years ago, we spent a lot of time here, so happy to be here to be sharing this third message of our series. In case you missed it, and we're we're really we're we're talking about kind of uh, stories from the Old Testament and pulling out God's truth that we can apply to our life, and, and maybe it's some truths that um, we might have missed in the past when we've kind of looked through some of these, some of these stories. And today, the, the story that we're going to be talking about is, is a story that hopefully is going to answer some questions for us. And, and here's the questions. Does God still talk to us? And if God still talks to us, right, if, if He does talk to us, how do we know that we're really hearing from him? To explore this, we're going to be looking at a story from, uh, from 1 Samuel chapters 1 through 3. And it's a story about a, a little boy named Samuel. And so our title to our message is Samuel and the Voice. And so, you know, when, when you're thinking about it, does, does God speak to us today? How many times have you been in a situation or you've been faced with a, a challenging decision to make and you felt like you weren't sure what, what to do? You, you, you felt like you weren't sure what, what way, what decision God wanted you to make and you found yourself in a place where you were just wishing like, God, I, I wish I could just hear your voice. I wish you would just simplify this whole process and just tell me exactly what you want me to do. As many times as, as I've been in this kind of a situation where I wish God, I could just hear God's voice audibly and just have him tell me what to do, I've never heard God's audible voice. I've never heard his audible voice. Now, I have met a, a few people who say that they have heard God actually speak to them, that they've heard him. I've also met several people who hear voices and everybody that meets them and talks with them know that the voices that they're hearing aren't God's. And, and so in our story today, we're actually going to be reading about this boy, Samuel, who hears the voice of God. But how do we know it's God? How does he know it's God? And how did he put himself in a place to hear him? Well, in order to do that, because, again, we're from chapters 1 to chapters 3, we've got to kind of quickly go through. I just want to provide a little backstory to kind of set up what's going on. And so the first thing kind of I want you to remember in this story is I, I believe that we can call Samuel a miracle child, right? Samuel's mother was, was barren, which, which means that she was unable to have children. And as you can imagine, uh, this was incredibly difficult for her. And we can actually hear her crying out to God, asking God to give her a child. And it says this in verse 11 in chapter 1, And Hannah made a vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours his entire lifetime. Well, it turns out that, that God heard Hannah's prayer. 
He heard her prayer, and he answered her prayer. She became pregnant. She had a son. She named him Samuel. And, and just like she vowed, she gave Samuel. He, she took him to the temple, gave him to be cared for by the priest in the care of the priest and to be a servant of God for his entire lifetime. And here's what she said. She said, I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he was granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And so she gives Samuel to Eli in the temple. And so Samuel spends his life being trained by Eli in the temple, being mentored by Eli in the temple. That's where he ended up living and growing up. Now, Eli was a, um, uh, Eli was a, a priest, right? Eli was a priest, but he wasn't only a priest. He was actually also a judge of Israel. See, this was happening during the time of Israel where Israel had no king that was ruling over them. Israel had, what God would do is God would raise up individuals from within Israel and they would become judges or they would be the people that God would use to lead Israel towards him. And, and Samuel is one of these individuals. Samuel is a, is a very important person. Um, he is the high priest. He is also the judge of Israel at this time. And Samuel is being trained up and mentored by him. And not only uh, this, but, you know, as, as important as Eli was, Eli didn't have a perfect life, as you can imagine. None of us do. Um, Eli actually had two other sons of his own. So not only did, was he raising Samuel like his own son, mentoring him, he had two sons of his own. And the Bible says that Eli's sons were worthless priests. So these two sons of Eli's also worked in the temple. They were, they were priests of God. But you see, they had no interest in pursuing God. They had no interest in helping other people pursue God. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that they actually used their position uh, and, and the name of God to use people for their own benefit. Look what it says in uh, verse 12 there. It says, Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord or for their duties as priests. You know, if you continue reading, you can hear about uh, the different uh, kind of things that Eli, uh, that his sons were doing. One of the things that they were doing is as, as the nation of Israel, the people of Israel would bring their sacrifices to the temple that they were required to do by the Mosaic law, they would actually take their portion of the sacrifice before the sacrifice was completed to God. You see, in the Jewish law, the Levites, the things that were brought in uh, for sacrifices to God, the Part of those things were what sustained the Levites and their families. 
but there was a certain way that God had prescribed for them to actually do these sacrifices. And at the end, after the sacrifice was complete, a portion of that could be taken by the Levites for, for their food and for their families and that because they were given no land. And um, what uh, Eli's sons were doing is when these animals would be brought in to be sacrificed, they would actually go and take their prime cuts before the animal would actually be sacrificed to God. Not only were they doing this, they were also uh, taking advantage of the young women that were serving at the temple. And so these guys were, were bad people. They were just using people, using the name of God for their own benefit to satisfy their own desires. And so we've got this contrast going on, right? We've got this contrast between Eli's sons who aren't pursuing God, who have no desire to help other people pursue God, and we have this young boy, Samuel, who dresses like a priest um, and is serving Eli, being mentored by Eli in the temple and serving God. This is what it says in verse 18. But Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. And I, I think it's interesting that, you know, um, his garments actually came from his mother. When his mother would come up to the temple to, to visit him and to do their sacrifices, she would bring these priestly robes that she made for her son because she was the one that dedicated him to the Lord. And so, and so Samuel, he doesn't follow after Eli's son. He follows more after Eli himself pursuing and serving God. And it's in this environment that God speaks audibly to Samuel. It's in this environment. And it says, one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Matter of fact, the Lord called out to Samuel multiple times. And you know what's interesting is, is Samuel didn't realize what was happening. Samuel didn't realize who was calling him. But God was calling Samuel. And I, I think that this really kind of leads us to the answer of the first question. Does God speak to us today? Well, this is an example, one of, of many examples that we have in the Bible where, where God is actually audibly speaking to people. You know, the Bible tells us that God is the same today. He's the same that he was yesterday and will be the same forever. And so I believe that, that yes, God does speak to people, and I believe he speaks, can speak to people audibly. But like I said, I've, I've never heard God's audible voice. And so I, I think that there's also many more examples in the Bible of God speaking to people's hearts and minds through the power of the Holy Spirit and moving them that way. And so, yes, God speaks to people today. He can do it audibly, but he also does it through the power of his spirit speaking to our hearts and our minds. 
you know, some might call it feeling moved one direction or another. I believe God does speak. So if God can speak to us, how can we know? How can we know if we're really hearing from God? How can we know it's God? You see, if we're, if we're hearing voices, like if, if we hear God audibly, how do we know that that's really God? You know, my dad, uh, um, before he passed, was, was having some medical problems. And he would, he would have these seizures and he would get to these, the, have these moments where he couldn't communicate with us. Um, and, and you could see when we were trying to talk to him that he was trying to talk to us and he's not making any sense. And he could tell, you know, so he, he just had something going on in his brain. And, and it, it took the doctors a long time to figure out what was going on. They thought he was having, um, um, so he was having seizures. They thought he was having, I don't know, strokes. God. They thought he was having strokes, but it turned out when they did those tests, nope, he's not having strokes. Um, and, but one of the symptoms he was having when he was in the hospital was he was hallucinating. And not only was he hallucinating, he was also hearing things, right? He would, he would hear people. And it found out, they finally diagnosed him with sarcoidosis in the brain. And without getting into kind of what all that is, it basically was interrupting the natural function of his brain and causing them to hallucinate and hear things. So, so if, if we hear God speaking to us, how, how do we know that that's not something going on inside of our own head? How do we know? And, and like I said, I think most of us uh, will probably feel more led one direction or another, God speaking through His Spirit to our heart and our mind. But, but how do we know if we're feeling led one direction or another that that's not something, uh, maybe we ate something bad and, and have a little gas or heartburn? How do we know that that, that is really God speaking to us? You know, they, they say, they tell you not to go shopping, not to go grocery stop shopping when you're hungry, right? Well, I, I kind of experienced a, a few weeks ago, my, my first time I can actually remember really experiencing this. I don't do most of the shopping in my house, obviously. But um, it was a few weeks ago, Rachelle and I were kind of on our anniversary. We had a real nice meal that was coming up that was planned. And we actually stopped by the store to get some, to get some supplies because we were going to be out there for a little bit. And... Uh, um, as we're walking through the store, I'm, I mean, I've, I know that I've got this really nice meal coming up. And so I, I think I might have kind of, I was probably planning on being gluttonous during this nice meal. And so maybe I didn't eat as much breakfast as, as I normally would. I, I don't know. But I'm walking through this store, and I swear my stomach was leading me, right? I'm looking at all this stuff, knowing I got this good meal coming up. But I'm looking at all this stuff in the store, and I'm like, man, I, I should buy that. That'd be good to eat right now. And it, and it would ruin the meal, right? I mean, I was experiencing being led by my gut. Now, how many other things can lead us, right? How do we know that if we're feeling led in one direction or another, that it's really God and not something else going on in our body? How do we know if we're really hearing from God? Well, the answer is, is that we test. 
what we hear. We test what we feel, how we're feeling led. We test it. And I want to give you three ways to test that this morning to find out whether or not we're truly being led by God or whether or not we're truly hearing God himself. And the first test is this, the Bible. Does the message that we, we feel like we're, that the message that we're hearing or the message that we're feeling, does it match up with what God has already spoken? I mean, do you realize that, that the Bible is a collection of God's words? I mean, think about it. The Bible is a collection of God's words that he has spoken to men and women over thousands of years. There's a reason that we call the Bible the word of God. It's God's word. It's a, it's a record of what God has said showing us who he is. A record of God's own words showing us um, why we exist, why we were created. Showing us how to have a relationship with him. Showing us how we relate to one another. Showing, him, showing us how we honor him with our lives. This is what uh, 2 Timothy says about God's word. All scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. You see, in, in that passage there, that, that word inspired, inspired by God, this is the only place this word occurs in the New Testament. And it literally means God breathed. God breathed. You see, look at the Bible. It's like it's, it's words that came out of God's own mouth. That's how involved God was in putting that Bible together. It's his own words. So again, when, when we think about God speaking us to, to us today, yes, he speaks to us today. Most of us, I don't believe, will hear his, hear his audible voice. Most of us will be led in our heart and our mind. So, uh, so if we're looking to hear from God, if, if you are in that place kind of that we talked about where you're like, God, please speak to me. I believe that God wants us to read his word. Because it's, it's the word that he's already given us. All we have to do is read it. So if you find yourself today looking to hear from God, I want to encourage you to read the word that he has already given you. And allow him to speak to you through his own words. You know, the Bible is also what we use to test what we believe we're hearing. To test what we believe we're feeling led. Right? Does, does, does what you believe you heard or where you believe you're being led line up with what God has already revealed to us in the Bible? Does it line up what's, what's in his word that he's already spoken? You see, because God's not going to lead us today contrary than where he's leading us in his Bible. Does that make sense? And here's the key. The more time you spend in the Bible, 
the more time that you spend intimately speaking with God by reading your, the Word, reading His Word, the easier it's going to be to recognize when God is speaking to you. The easier it's going to be to recognize where God is leading you. So if you haven't started reading the Bible, I want to encourage you to read your Bible. The second test is other believers. Do other trustworthy followers of Jesus affirm the message that you believe you've received? You know, when we jump back into the story about Samuel and Eli, remember, God called Samuel several times, and Samuel didn't realize God was calling him. Right? He, he, God called him, and he ran to Eli. He ran to Eli three times, and then Eli finally figured out what was going on. Another servant of God realized what was going on before Eli realized what was going on. This is what it says. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came. And the Lord came and called as before. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. You see, God used another believer to help Samuel realize that God was calling him. Sometimes we can be in a place where God is calling us, God is speaking to us, and we don't even realize it, right? I mean, that's talking about how important it is for us to be in relationships with other believers, other people who have put their trust in God and are, are faithfully pursuing Him. Not that they're perfect, but they're pursuing God. Because God wants to use those people sometimes to get our attention because we can be so easily distracted and not realize when God is calling us. This is why at Alpine we talk a lot about mentors. This is why we've, if you go to the, the Alpine website, that you can sign up to, to be mentored or be a mentor is because we think it's that important that it's a part of, of, of what God uses to help us understand that he's speaking to us. Not only that, not only that, but it also uses um, other believers, other trustworthy believers in our life to, to help us confirm whether or not it's truly God speaking to us. Look what it says here. Then the Lord said to Samuel, and this is the message that the Lord had for Samuel. I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family. From beginning to end, I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he has not disciplined them. Now, I have to imagine that this was a difficult message for Samuel to hear, right? I mean, the closest person that, that, 
probably the closest person in Samuel's life is Eli. And he has just got a message that Eli and his family are going to be judged for their sin. You know, you would think that this would be a moment being mentored by the high priest, right? You, you've just had your first experience where God has spoken audibly to you. That this would be a, an exciting time for Samuel. That, that you know, he would have wanted to, after God spoke to him, he would have wanted to get up and kind of go celebrate with, with, with Eli that God spoke to me. But, but Samuel stays in bed, right? He, he doesn't get up till morning. And, and when he gets up in the morning, the Bible actually tells us that Samuel was afraid of telling Eli what God had told him. But Eli wasn't going to let it rest. And Eli basically told Samuel, he's going to tell him what God said, every bit of it. And so Samuel does. And look at Eli's response, which really is a confirmation to, to Samuel that he had truly heard from God. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks is best. You see, we, we said that God does not contradict what he has already written for us, right? What he has already spoken. And if you go back to chapter 2 of, of, of 1 Samuel, you'll actually see that, that God had actually already spoken to Eli. God had already warned Eli that if he didn't discipline his sons and stop his sons from, from abusing people, that, he, that they were going to be judged. That's recorded in 2 Samuel or in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel. And so here, Eli confirms that Samuel did indeed hear the word of God. So here's a question. Do you have somebody like this in your life? Do you have a, a, a trustworthy follower of God, somebody that is pursuing God with you in your life, who you trust, who when you believe God is speaking to you, whether it's audibly or whether you feel like he's, he's moving you in your heart and your mind, do you have somebody that you can share that with that can help you confirm that that is God speaking to you. It's important that when we feel like God is speaking to us, that we have people we can share it with to help us confirm that it's just not something going on in our head or some just happens to be some emotion that we're dealing with because of whatever circumstance we're in the middle of. You know, now, but this doesn't mean that we just take Whatever, the, whatever these individuals say as, as, as God's words. Look what it says in, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. You see, the Bible tells us as important as these other faithful believers are that we should have in our life that we can share what we believe God is, is saying to us or leading us, the Bible also tells us it's important for us to test even what they say against what God has said. Does it line up with God's Word? The last test 
is our attitude. Are we really listening to God or are we just trying to get our way? Remember the, remember the, uh, the contrasting characters that we have here. We've got Eli's sons, right? Not interested in pursuing God, using the name of God, using their position to take advantage of people. And then you've got Samuel serving both God and others at the temple. And remember what, what Samuel said when God called his name. And the Lord called, as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. You see, Samuel was truly ready to listen to God. Eli's sons weren't. And Eli's sons didn't hear God. Samuel, even at his young age, was more interested in, in honoring God with his life and in, in, in serving God and serving others than serving himself. He said, speak, your servant is listening. Samuel had the right attitude to hear God. But it's not only about attitude, right? It's not only about having an attitude where you're willing to listen. It's also about having an attitude where you're willing to follow. Jesus said this in, in John chapter 10. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I know them and they follow me. I mean, how many times have you convinced yourself that something that you're doing, God is good with? Right? It's like you're having this quarrel for a little bit in your own mind about something that you're doing, and you convince yourself that God is all right with it when you know he's not. For whatever reason, meets a need that you have at that moment, it feels good, for whatever reason, I can't, I've been, I've been there, I've done that more times than I would like to admit. How many times have, have, have you, has God moved you to do something and you had the same problem, you sat there and quarreled with yourself, convinced yourself because maybe it made you feel a little uncomfortable Maybe you felt like you weren't going to be that good at it or, or, or maybe you just simply didn't want, to, didn't want to do it and so you quarreled with yourself and convinced yourself that God wasn't asking you to do what he asked you to do. Again, I've been there more times than I want to admit. See, the more that we're obedient to what, where God is leading us, what God is saying to us, the easier it's going to be to hear God. The more we're willing to follow what God is, is, is telling us to do, the easier it's going to be to hear Him. The more we ignore it, the more we convince ourselves that God hasn't asked us to do certain things, the more confusion that we will have 
when God speaks to us. See, hearing God is also about following God. Samuel was following God. Does God really speak to us today? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And when you hear from God, when you hear from him, or when you feel moved in one direction or another, make sure it's God that's speaking to you and not your gut. Test it. Test it with what God has already said. Test it with God's word. Test it with other believers, your mentor. Does it line up with Scripture? And then look at your own heart. Are you ready to listen? And are you ready to follow? Or are you just going to argue for what you want? See, I believe God is speaking to us every day. I believe God is calling to us because he already knows us, but he wants us to know him. And so he's calling our name. Are we willing to put ourselves in a place where we can hear him? His desire is that we would put our trust in him so we can have a relationship with him. Are we ready to do that? Will you pray with me? Father, we exalt you. And Father, we give you praise because you are a mighty and a good God. And Lord, I know that there's plenty of things outside in this world that can be distracting and overwhelming and misguiding to us but there's as much stuff inside of our own hearts and minds that can do the same thing. So Lord, I pray that you would help us be in a place where we can hear you, where we can hear your voice, where we can hear your leading. Father, I pray that you would give us the courage and the boldness to follow you. In the name of Jesus, we pray.